the Ain't No Fang podcast. From Arizona Sports, Ain't No Fang. Well, we were wondering what the outcome would be for Tori Lovello, the manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks. General Manager Mike Hazen said earlier this week that he would like to have that situation, his contract situation, resolved by the end of the season. And now we have our answer. I'm Steve Zinsmeister. That's Cody Fincher as well on the Ain't No Fang podcast. And Bear, we finally got our answer. Tori Lovello is going to be back with the Arizona Diamondbacks. His contract was extended through the 2022 season. What are your initial thoughts on possibly the manager of possibly the worst team in D-backs history getting a contract extension? Is it weird that I'm both not surprised and shocked at the same time? I don't know if that's possible, but just from just what you said, this team is has lost over 100 games and you're bringing back the manager. I, I mean, I think the Orioles are bringing back their manager and the Pirates are bringing back their manager too, but I mean, it's just it's just weird to me. Um, but honestly, I'm not that surprised about it. Uh, I, I know that the front office for the D-backs, they like Tory. They respect Tory Lovello. They think he's a good manager. Um, but they really gave him no tools to work with to help, you know, win games here. Like, look at the roster. The roster's not good. Uh, it was not built to win this year. Um, and... I don't know if maybe that's like, okay, Tori, we're sorry. We didn't give you that much to work with. And maybe we'll try again next year. And maybe they're going to do something different. I don't know. Derek Hall, the president and CEO was on with Bickley Murata the other day and said that he thinks they can compete as soon as next year. And just, I don't know how that's going to happen when the roster is the way that it is uh there's going to have to be some major changes to this roster the bullpen is non-existent the starters are are okay i mean zach gallon is decent madison Bumgarner's okay but can you really win with a rotation with luke weaver in it and and i i merrill kelly's been all right but he's got 11 losses this year and you know it's not all on him but I don't know. It's just I, I, I'm not I'm unsure of what the direction is with this team, because honestly, I think they should be in a full rebuild mode. And Tori Lovello gets another one year contract, essentially. So it's kind of an interesting move to me. Yeah. And I'm with you on the thing. I think that this is an admission of guilt on some level from the front office that, hey, we had the COVID season last year. We traded away all of our good players, not all of them, but you know they traded away Starling Marte, who's turned into an A-plus center fielder. Uh, they traded away Robbie Ray, who turned into a Cy Young winner. He's probably yeah. going to win the American League Cy Young. Um, and then two key bullpen pieces, the, their longest tenured bullpen pieces. So are they somewhat admitting guilt of the front office by doing this? I think so. The other thing, though, with this that kind of could explain it is you hire a manager that you think is best to help win. Do we really think that, A, there was an option out there available to the Diamondbacks that would have helped them win more? And B, could any manager, is the manager even the piece that needs to be fixed uh, when you consider what you just talked about with the roster holes? I don't know that hiring any other manager gives them a better chance to win more games next season. 
I think that they might feel that Tory is the the right guy to win more games. I mean, and that could be true. I mean, in 2017, when the last time they had a legitimate good roster, Tory Lavello won Manager of the Year, and they went to the playoffs. And ever since 2017, the roster has has really declined. Um, they traded away Zach Granke, Paul Goldschmidt. They didn't bring back J.D. Martinez. A.J. Pollock is gone. Um, and Archie Bradley was traded away. And so, like, most of those guys are gone. And actually, pretty much all of them are gone. Um, but, I mean, I'd like to see what Tori Lovello can actually do with with some tools in the shed. I'd like to see what kind of house he could build with the materials if they give him those materials. Um, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, the, their, their minor league talent, their top prospects are all a few years away. They're, they're all 19, 20 years old in single A and double A. And I mean, Geraldo Perdomo and Alec Thomas are in triple A, but I don't know if they want to bring them up next year. And it's not like those two guys are going to, make this team a playoff team. So I'm not sure what the plan is. I mean, I get, I get why the organization did it. They bring back Tori Lovello, a guy they like the guy they respect and a guy they think does a good job. And if they're horrible again, next year, they can just part ways with them. It's a one-year deal with a club option for 2023. And I mean, and you know, if they, if they, go that route they can just let him go and then you know they can hit the reset button but if they are somehow competitive next year they look really smart bringing Tori Lovello back and on a basically for them a two-year deal if he if the team does well next year they could just pick up his option for 2023 but I mean it just goes back to just how are they going to make this team competitive there's going to have to be huge changes. I mean, I don't know if that's all of a sudden the willingness to spend money in free agency. Um, there's some good free agents out there this coming off season. I don't know if it's tapping into that farm system and making trades uh, to get major league ready talent right now. Um, I'm not saying trade Corbin Carroll and Alec Thomas and those guys, but because you hope those guys will be your core players going forward, but maybe some other guys that they think they could get some major league ready talent for. I don't know. I, it's just, it's weird to me. I'm, I'm not upset that Tori Lovello's back. I'm not, I know some people are, Um, but I'm not upset that he is going to be the manager. I think he's a good manager. I think he's just had nothing to work with this year. And I mean, a lot of people, you know, are, you know, the Diamondbacks are tanking, they're tanking, whatever. I don't think they're actually trying to lose games, but I don't think they were trying to win games either. I, I, I don't think the mindset for this team was, okay, let's tank for the number one pick to draft Elijah Green. I don't think that was the mindset, but I don't think, I think this year was kind of a throwaway with COVID happening last year and them losing a bunch of money with no fans. And, and now this year there's no fans in the stands. Really? I mean, I, I feel like this year was a pretty much a throwaway where they weren't, they weren't trying to lose games. They weren't actively trying to lose games, but they weren't really all in on winning games either. So no, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just confused as to what is going to change 
to where they can be competitive with Tori Lovello at the helm next year. If they were actively trying to win games, they wouldn't have traded Eduardo Escobar, who was their best player right. this season at the time he got traded. Catal Marte was injured at the time. So, I mean, there are several moves that they made that they kind of undid even, like as Drupal Cabrera, who came in and we talked about him. He's a nice piece to add to a team. He's not going to be an all-star. He's not going to hit 50 home runs, but he was a nice piece. And then they traded him away or gave him away, basically. And so... I don't know. You're right. They're not actively trying to lose games. Tory would never do that. The players would never do that. But at the same time, you don't have a third baseman on the roster. Like, tell me yeah. that a team that's trying actively to win games doesn't have a third baseman on the roster. That's just the way it is right now. So I agree with you on that. The interesting thing to me is how will they judge Tory next season? Because you could make the case right now he's not getting judged on winning games because if he was, he would be fired. Right. Because this is the worst team in franchise history as it looks like it could be that record wise they're on their way so next year obviously it's obvious to me and i think i think they would admit this behind closed doors never out loud but i think he'll be judged on how the young players develop how they mix in guys like seth beer who came up late in the year and looked pretty good at the plate how henry ramos who i consider a young guy i know he's 29 i think uh, but 11 years in the minors or whatever it is. But how they mix in new guys, I think, is going to be largely how they judge Tori Lovello next season. Because there's no way you can say, we're judging him on wins and losses next season. Unless you go out and you spend $200 million on free agents, which we know is not going to happen. By the way, the thing about free agency for the Diamondbacks is they don't have any contracts that are expiring. They don't have any guys with major money that are coming off the books that they're looking to replace. That's not how their roster is built currently. They got rid of their most expensive players for the most part. They're all going up in value, not down. Like Bumgarner will make way more money. All of their guys are going up in salary, not down. So if they're planning on spending a similar figure on their team salary next year, that's going to be difficult because guys are going up in value and they're not losing any of that. Yeah, and and I guess though like in terms of judging Tori Lovello for next year, what would they consider an improvement? You know, like, would it be, okay, lose less than 100 games. Is that your improvement? For, is that what you're looking for? Uh, is it? Is it don't finish in last place? I, I, I don't know what... What, what will next year's Diamondbacks team have to do for Tori Lovello to be around in 2023. I, I don't know. And, and this year was, was not Tori Lovello's fault. I, 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 I will stand firm on that Hill. This team was not built to win. I didn't, I don't think they, I don't think they projected that they would be this bad. Um, mainly because there was that stretch where literally everyone on the roster was injured um, and that stuff you can't predict, but I, I I'm still under the impression that this was kind of just a throwaway year. Like, okay, we're not going to go spend money. We're not going to make trades right now. We're not ready to win. Um, and then I don't know that you can consider this like a reward for Tori. Like, okay, thanks for steering us through this, storm of terribleness this year Tori we're gonna try better next year I don't know it's just it's kind of weird to me like it's extending a manager that 
is on on their way to setting a franchise record in losses just seems so weird to me. But at the same time, where this team is, are you really going to get anyone else to come in here and automatically make this team a playoff team with the way the roster is? I don't know if any manager could do that. Um, it's just, it, it's kind of weird when, and like we were talking about the other day, how the teams lately too are like Joe, Joe Girardi was fired after getting to the playoffs with the Yankees. Uh, Rick Renteria with the White Sox was fired and replaced by Tony LaRussa after making the playoffs last year. It's just, it's weird to see a team that was this bad bring their manager back. But at the same time too, there's so many, there's so many points on both sides. You like the stability too, the keeping Tory around because they think he does a good job. You don't really want to bring a manager that, you know, maybe isn't ready to guide a team yet or a manager who is ready to guide a playoff team, but the team isn't ready. It's just, it's so, it's so weird. It, the Diamondbacks are just kind of like in this, this weird gray area where their, their roster is so bad, but their front office and their, and the people who want to, who run the team want to compete and they're just not competitive. They're not constructed that way. It's just, they're kind of in this just no man's land of like, okay, what do we do here? Because even Derek Hall said on Bickley Murata that they want basically, basically what he said is they want to be the Tampa Bay Rays. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Tampa Bay, they've made the playoffs. You know, they, they've won two straight AL East division titles. They were in the World Series last year and they pay nothing to their, their payroll is nothing. It's less than 60 million, I think. And, but that change just doesn't happen overnight. You know, like that, that is a, that is a drastic organizational change. And, you can't just say, okay, well, we're going to be the Tampa Bay Rays now. That's just not, that's not how it works. And all of a sudden you're going to be what making the playoffs. It, it, it It's just, I don't know. I just don't know what the direction is. I don't know what the direction is. You talked about frustrating. You mentioned continuity with bringing Tory back. And I think there is some there, but I would not be shocked. In fact, I would almost expect that the entire coaching staff below him will be brand new. I, oh, I just, yeah. I can't imagine a scenario where they bring back all of their pitching, hitting coaches, I would expect that they go to Tory and they say, listen, we got to reconstruct this. We were dead last in ERA. This this year's team is the worst D-backs team in their 23, I think it is, 23-year history, 24 seasons maybe. Um, 23. 23 seasons. They are the worst in ERA. They are the worst in batting average. That right there tells you they're the worst offensive and pitching slash defensive team. You are the worst team. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. So coaching needs to change. The other thing we've talked about a lot is how come all these players leave our organization and then turns out they're better with other teams. Robbie Ray's about to win the AL Cy Young. They tried to figure it out with Robbie Ray over the course of di- several different pitching coaches and couldn't figure it out. He goes to Toronto and all of a, and all of a sudden he is the guy. He's the best pitcher in the American League, maybe even the entire Major League Baseball. Um I mean, it's a different story with Max Scherzer cuz he left a long long time ago, different regime, but I mean, look at Taiwan Walker this season. Got off to a pretty good start at the beginning of the year. That's a guy that they just didn't offer a contract to. 
they could have kept him for dirt cheap and they decided, you know what, it's not even worth the roster spot. It's guys like that that I look at and I see them succeeding in other places, and that speaks to coaching. Wouldn't you expect that by bringing back Tory, that is a commitment that they're going to make other changes in the coaching staff? Oh yeah, I think the I think the entire coaching staff will be, well, maybe not all of them, but I think the majority of the coaching staff that's there now will not be back next year. Um, they already fired the hitting staff earlier in the season. Um, there's, there's no way that Matt Hurgis will be back as the pitching coach. I, I just, I can't see any scenario where he is back at that position. Um, and, but then again, like with Tori Lovello building these staffs, it's kind of been the same old, same old story. Every, every time they've changed, they've made changes with the coaching staff and they bring in new guys and they don't work out. So is that, is that on Tory? I don't know how. I don't know how exactly they go about building his coaching staff. Is it all up to him, or is the front office like Mike Hazen and Amiel Sade? Do they have voices of who of which coaches Tory hires? I don't know, but I just know that in 2017, uh, when this team was at its best under this regime, Tory Lavello was a first time manager, and his bench coach was Ron Gardenhire, who was a very seasoned experienced manager with the Minnesota twins and and made the playoffs multiple times. And ever since he left, I think he got a job with the Detroit tigers and then he retired after that. But it's, it's, it's been not, and I'm not saying that Ron Gardenhire was telling Tory what to do or that Tory doesn't know how to make good decisions, but he, I feel like you need a guy like that or two like that who are, you know, who have, a bunch of experience with different things. It's kind of like Cliff Kingsbury with Vance Joseph. I know Vance Joseph wasn't the best head coach in the NFL, but he did it. He did the job and he knows what that job entails. So I'm sure Cliff Kingsbury in his first couple of years, you know, fed off Vance Joseph. I always think it's, it's good to have guys like that on your staff, but I mean, we've seen, you know, Darnell Coles come and go Mike butcher come and go. Uh, I think Matt Hurgis, he was last year was his first year on the job, and I don't think he's going to be back again. Um, I, I, you know, the only guys that I probably, the only guy that I think that'll probably be back next year is Dave McKay because he, I, I know that how much they value him as a, as a position coach and a first base coach. Um, and he honestly, he missed a lot of the year because he had that accident in spring training where he fell down the steps and, and, and hurt himself. Um, but I think so out of all of those guys, I think Dave McKay is probably the only one that has a good chance of coming back. But anyway, like you said, I, I think there's a huge overhaul on this coaching staff. I think all, but maybe one guy will not be back. Well, it's and go if, ahead. if you wanted to be Tampa Bay, I, I'll yeah. even, I'll even throw in on a lesser degree i'll throw in oakland if you want to be one of those teams that's kind of small market we can't really rely on our fans to you know uh, to be at every game um, but we're going to be successful those two organizations are pretty good at throwing together winning teams on small budgets if that's what you're trying to become if you're trying to become the tampa bay rays you know the best way to do it is to poach their people look at what the dodgers did with andrew friedman 
and how they've all of a sudden, since the Dodgers have done that, by the way, they've just gone to a couple of World Series. They won it last year. They're in the playoffs every single year. And I know they spend $230 million on their team. I get that. But they're people that are in charge. They took from organizations that do it on a smaller scale. Look at the Giants. The Giants also did it, and they're the best team in baseball this season. So if you want to be the Tampa Bay Rays and you're the Diamondbacks, here's what I do. Take a look at your coaching staff, look at the holes that you're trying to fill, and then go find a guy in the Tampa Bay Rays system who helps develop their pitching. They have great young pitching developers. Uh, The guys who are working with their hitters, go find those coaches and promote them within within your uh, company within your organization. It's what they did with Lavello. It's what they did with Hazen. It's what they did on some level with Amiel Sade. You go and find a guy who's ready to do the next job up and then hire them to do it because that's how you poach people. I think that could also stem to scout scouts too. Um because look at like I me mean, look at the look at the Tampa Bay Rays. They I mean Wander Franco is probably going to be a superstar player, but other than him Look at that team. There is no like superstar crazy name that is on that team that like, I mean, Blake Snell was kind of that guy, but he's not there anymore. Austin Meadows is a good player, but he's not this household superstar name. They just find these guys that fit what they want to do and they do it so well. Their bullpen. Look at all those guys. All of them throw like 105 miles per hour. Um, and they're just good relievers that could stem like what you're saying go poach people poach their scouts too i mean <laughs> bring them all in bring them all in i mean if you if you want to be full-fledged tampa bay rays or whatever you want or san francisco giants you got to try and do what they're doing and maybe get some of their guys i totally agree with you uh I mean, you're not going to be able to get Kevin Cash and Bob Melvin to come back to, or Bob Melvin to come back here, but you can maybe go get, you know, their bench coaches or whatever, or pitching coaches. I don't know. Well, but, not even that, but I mean, go into the minor leagues. Go into, yeah, yeah. Who's, who is their, uh, who's their minor league hitting developer coach or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing out a random title, but. You know, everybody's got different titles for different positions, but give who him is, a promotion and bring him over. Who is developing those guys in the minor leagues for successful organizations? And I don't even want to just limit this to the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't want to pretend like they're the only organization sure. doing something right. This goes for all organizations. Look at what the Brewers have done all of a sudden. They're magical in the NL Central. Can you go poach somebody from that organization? Um, you look at plenty of other teams that are doing it. Anybody in the AL East but the Orioles. You could poach anybody from any of those teams and feel pretty good about it. So I just feel like the Diamondbacks, by committing to Tori Lavella for one more year, are kind of by association also saying, we're going to have to come up with another staff because I, I can't see them bringing back Tori and the entire staff. I think it's I think it's one or the other, and I'm not saying that, like you said, Dave McKay can't come back. Of, co- of course, some people could come back, and I'd feel okay about it, but there's got to be some changes. Somebody has to get fired. Somebody's yep. got to go to prison. That's the line that I used on the last <laughs> podcast from uh, the Nicolas Cage movie, uh, National Treasure. Somebody's got to get fired. This is the worst team in team history, franchise history. I don't know. Maybe that's and the, the obvious one was Tori Lovello, and he's coming back. So there's, yeah, you're right. There, there's definitely going to be changes on the coaching staff. I, I would, 
I would bet money on there being a new pitching coach. There's already going to be a new hitting coach because they already fired Darnell Coles earlier in the season. But I would bet money that Matt Hurgis isn't going to be back. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting to see who they get. Um, and just again, for me, what is the direction of the team? What are they going to do this offseason? Are they going to, I mean, I don't see a scenario where they go all of a sudden say, Hey, we're going to spend this a lot of money on these guys. I just don't know what, if they truly want to be competitive next year or two years from now, let's say, what is going to change to make this team competitive? Because you can't roll out this same type of roster next year and just say, All right, good luck to you. Go be competitive. I mean, there's just, there's no way that this roster, a roster even like this, not saying the same guys, but a roster that's constructed this way is not going to compete. It's going to lose a hundred games. So what is the answer? I don't know what the answer is, and I don't know if they know what the answer is. Well, we'll we'll certainly get more into that as we get into the off season and see what free agency looks like and things like that. But I, I want answers personally. I, I'd love for them to just go all in on the bullpen, just invest infinite infinite numbers this off season in the bullpen. Even if it doesn't solve every problem, it solves one problem, and actually then you can work get on the some rest. real. Get some real relievers, please. Yeah. Thank you. I think I would Thank like you. that, but that's just me. We'll get m- way more into that as the season, uh, the offseason progresses. We've only got a handful of games left this season, but Tori Lovello no longer with that cloud over his head about his contract situation. He will remain through the 2022 season with a club option for 2023. Hey, thanks so much for checking out the podcast. An emergency episode of the podcast this week, thanks to Tori Lovello's new contract. I'm Steve Zensmeister, that's Cody Fincher, and we thank you so much for listening to the Ain't No Fang podcast here at ArizonaSports.com and on the Arizona Sports app.